There's a certain level of agitation in today's gospel, isn't there? And I think it very much has to do with how the gospel passage opens. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. This is uh, something that Jesus was aware of that was part of this journey that impacted him so greatly. But the people around him, well, they were followers, but barely, and, and certainly people that weren't ready to make major commitments. But it starts out, this gospel passage, with uh, a reflection on a couple of the apostles, James and John. And it had to irk Jesus to have James and John ask him in response to the fact that the Samaritans wouldn't welcome Jesus. Surprise, surprise, the, uh, the Samaritans considered sacred the holy mountain where for uh, the, the Jews it was Jerusalem. But uh, they didn't welcome Jesus. And so James and John says, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? What? Jesus never called down fire to consume anyone. He certainly wouldn't have given his apostles the power to do that. Now, they have had the chance, of course, going out two by two to work miracles. Uh, they have had some sense of the power that was going to be coming to them. But it says that Jesus rebukes them. Then they go on their journey. And as they were on their journey, someone says to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus wanting very much for people to understand that he wasn't rooted in a particular place, that he was constantly traveling in his missionary work. He reminds them that foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another, though, he says, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. In a way, that just seems such a reasonable request. Obviously, you ought to be able to bury your parent before you go on the journey with Jesus. But see, what, what we have to understand about Jesus' time versus now, they didn't have any of the formaldehyde, any of the preservation when you died back in Jesus' time, you were pretty much in the tomb within an hour. And so when, when the man says that, let me go first and bury my father, Jesus knows, well, your father isn't dead then. Let the dead bury their dead. You come and follow me. And, uh, and then he says to an, uh, another, or, or another says to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. Again, it seems like a reasonable quest, request, but you know, when we, we think about the, the challenge of trying to make our way, we don't have uh, street names or addresses or anything as they're making their way through the desert. So unless you're hanging with the group, you're very unlikely to rediscover them on their path. And so I think this was partly what uh, Jesus wants him to know. No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind, is fit for the kingdom of God. And I think that the entire passage reminds us that there is a cost of discipleship for us. There is a need for us to put ourselves out, to go the extra mile, 
to, to recognize that we're following our spiritual leader, Jesus, who went way beyond in what any of us would be expected to do. So I just uh, invite you as we settle in to uh, the summer's length of, uh, of ordinary time to, to recognize the teachings that come to us from all of this and to appreciate uh, the, what it really means to be a true follower of Jesus.